Good morning. It is a good morning, isn't it? Glad to see all of you here. Boy, we'll be out of here early today. Daylight saving starts. Got an early start. We're going to get out of here early. I'm heading for Florida. <laughs> I'm going to make this one short and sweet. <laughs> All I know is God is good, isn't he? You know, if we just look around and, and keep our eyes open and alert to what, what's happening and what God is doing to, for you. You know, sometimes we just live and we don't even think about what's happening. And we miss out on all the good things that God really is doing for us. So, uh, I just want to encourage you. Be looking, be aware. As things happen in your life, some things aren't very good, but they turn around and God uses them for good. All things work together for good to them that love the Lord. Now, I never knew I lost my money and money clip. Didn't realize it, but God saw it. And so God sees everything. And he's always there to help us. And that's why we need to give him the glory for everything. I don't know about you, but how many of you enjoyed the series that we just saw from Robert Mars, The Blessed Life? I hope it moved you to do things that normally you wouldn't do. But I don't want you to do it just to get back, because that, you could get that out of some of the things he said that happened to him. I'm going to do this so I get this. We don't do things so that I get this. We do things because this is what God is saying to us. And God is, by the Holy Spirit, is working in our lives all the time. Sometimes we just don't see it. We're just not aware because we're not in tune with what God's doing. So turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. The world that we're living in today is a whole lot scarier than when I was growing up. With all these killings, these ISIS movements that are coming into the United States, we never worried about that. Wars that were being fought were always some other place. But it's happening right in our neighborhoods. So we need to know that God is with us all the time. He directs our steps. He protects us. He's, he's our provider. And therefore we have the word of God that we need to be reading on a daily basis. Matthew chapter 7 Beginning with verse 24, it says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them may be compared to a wise man who built his house upon the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and burst against that house. And yet it did not fall, for it had been founded upon the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act upon them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. 
And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and burst against that house. And it fell, and great was its fall. The result was that when Jesus had finished these words, the multitudes were amazed at his teaching. For he was teaching them as one having authority and not as their scribes. God doesn't want us just to be amazed by the word that is preached to us and by some of the stories that we hear. He doesn't want to just be amazed. He wants it to affect our life. That's why Jesus said, He who hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man. So, I don't know what you heard and what you didn't hear. Whether you heard all six of the series or whether you only heard part of them. And sometimes when you do hear, uh, you know, I, I, I don't need that. And we just turn it off. But that's a dangerous place to be. We need to hear the word that God is speaking to us and take a hold of it. And put it into action. It only happens that, we, that when we put it into action, it has to be done by the Holy Spirit speaking to us. We just don't do it for the sake of doing it because I want to get something back. But when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, that's when we've got to listen to what he's saying to us. Not just go do stuff, but be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. As you're living your life on a daily basis, you never know when, you never know where, or what it is that God is going to be speaking to you. But that's the exciting part. And all of a sudden, God shows up. And what I shared about Friday morning, that was just a a God thing. I had no idea that I had lost my money. But that woman, and I don't know whether she was heading for Mansfield or not, but I believe she was going to do everything under her power to get my attention. And so, when God begins to move in our lives, remember, we're walking by faith. Not by sight. The Bible says in Matthew, I'll go to, actually I'll go to Habakkuk 2. And there's different scriptures here. It says the righteous shall live by faith. Romans 1.17 says the righteous shall live by faith. In Matthew 6.33 it says seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. So if we go back to Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. God says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? 
No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. For this reason, I say, do not be anxious for your life as to what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor for your body as to what you shall put on. Is not life more than food and body than clothing? We'll skip down to verse 30. If God so arrays the grass of the fields, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more do so for you, O men of little faith? Do not be anxious then, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or what shall, with what shall we clothe ourselves? For all these things the Gentiles eagerly seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I don't know whether you worry about tomorrow or not. But you know, we're getting ready to leave for Florida. And the last thing that I want to do is leave in a snowstorm. I like clear, dry roads to drive on. I don't like driving on snowy roads when I'm going a distance. I don't know what the roads are going to be like. But all I know is God is with us. He says, don't worry about it. Don't fret. Just do what you feel God wants you to do. Don't worry about tomorrow. Today is what we have to take care of. What does God want us to be doing today? Who does he want us to go see? Who does he want us to help? We're living in an exciting time, really. The church, because of everything that's going and happening in the world, the church is going to get stronger. We're going to have to live by faith. And when you begin to live by faith, the supernatural things began to happen. It's the supernatural things that keep me going. I love when God does miracles. I love to see people healed instantly or the other way. However, as long as they get healed, because Jesus came to heal us. By his stripes, we were healed. And I don't want to just say that. I want to believe it. And when God says he provides all of our needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus, he provides all of our needs. Financial, physical, spiritual. He is my provider. He's an awesome God. That's what we were singing. He's an awesome God. The world has nothing to offer the church. We are the church. God wants to fill us with the Holy Ghost. And as I was meditating on this, the Bible says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. I began to go back and when Jesus came, in every gospel, it says, 
that he who upon, John says, he who upon, you, upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining upon, he, or this is the one who baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. John says, I baptize you in water, but there's one coming after me whose shoes I'm not worthy to untie. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. And people don't want to hear about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I've talked about it many times. And yet sometimes I think it just goes. Just like probably some of these messages that you heard the last six weeks. It's not for me. It's for all of us. God wants us all to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because it's the Holy Spirit who lives inside of me. He's my instructor. Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit who is with you now, but he shall be in you. You get your directions from the Holy Spirit who lives in you. He speaks to us. He's real. And so... Jesus came to us. Matthew chapter 7, beginning with verse 7. He says, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it shall be opened. Or what man is there among you, when his son shall ask him for a loaf, will give him a stone? Or if he shall ask for a fish, he will not give him a snake, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father, who is in heaven, give what is good to those who ask him? If you turn to Luke chapter 11... It says basically the same thing. Right after they taught, he gave them the Lord's Prayer in the first couple of verses. Then he said to them, suppose one of you shall have a friend and shall go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me from a journey. I have nothing to set before him. And from inside he shall answer and say, do not bother me. The door has already been shut, and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence. Think about that. Because of his persistence. God wants us to be persistent with him. He wants us to keep knocking, keep asking. Keep receiving. He wants us to be persistent. He will get up and give him as much as he needs. And I say to you, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock. In other words, people who interpret, looked into the Greek said, you, this means I, I say to you, keep asking and it shall be given to you. Keep seeking and you shall find. Keep knocking. And it shall be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. 
and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it shall be opened. Now suppose one of you fathers is asked by his son for a fish. He will not give him a snake instead of a fish, will he? Or if he is asked for an egg, he will not give him a scorpion, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Church, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to keep asking, keep seeking, keep receiving. God doesn't want us to dry up. He wants us to be on fire for him. He wants to be, us to be alive. How do we get that way? Well, part of it is by keep reading the word. We got to keep feeding ourselves. And when you begin to read the word, the Holy Spirit who is in you, if you've received the Holy Spirit, he is in you. He is the one who interprets the word for you. He makes it clear for you. All of a sudden, something jumps out. Oh, never saw that before. Because the Holy Spirit is teaching you. On the day of Pentecost, Jesus said, Don't leave Jerusalem until you receive the promise from the Father, which you heard from me. For John baptized in water, but you shall be baptized not many days from now in the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to go back to Matthew. Um, <clears throat> Verse 13, then Jesus arrived from Galilee at the Jordan coming to John to be baptized by him. But John tried to prevent him, saying, I have need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered, said to him, permit it at this time, for in this way it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he permitted him. And after being baptized, Jesus went up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and coming upon him. The Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. In John, I believe it says, it remained. The Holy Spirit came and remained upon him. And so he told the disciples, don't leave Jerusalem till you receive the promise from the Father. For you're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. When we're baptized... We are immersed. Water baptism, we are immersed in water. Completely under. God wants to fill us full and overflowing. He wants us to be immersed in the Holy Spirit. And when it happened in the day of Pentecost, and when it happened at Cornelius' house, and it happened with Paul when he was uh, teaching some, baptized some of his disciples, they, it says they all spoke in tongues. Every one of them. And yet I hear people saying, well, tongues isn't for everybody. It's just one of the gifts. No, when you get the Holy Spirit, you get tongues. When I said, God, I want all the gifts, but I don't want tongues. God says, then you don't want the Holy Spirit. Because you don't tell God what he's going to give you. Now, there's a lot of people back in the early 70s who were receiving the baptism. I mean, that's just the way it was. But that's 40 years ago. We have a generation now that I question whether they even understand 
whether they even have a desire for the Holy Spirit. But they need to understand, we need to teach them, they need to be, start seeking. They need to start asking. They need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because we're going to lose all that God did for us. When we were filled with the Holy Spirit, the church started. And we were the first one in the area where we, we taught this. And people started coming. Now there's other churches out there that are teaching. So it's not like it used to be. But even I've seen over the years, it gets watered down. It gets watered down. It's not being taught like it used to be taught. When you get the Holy Spirit, you get tongues. It just, that's what happens. We're filled, and out of our innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. You ever see any living water flowing out of anybody's mouth? He's referring to tongues. Our tongue is being taken over by the Holy Spirit. And God is speaking through us. Book of Acts, chapter 2, they were all hearing them in their own language. Where was the miracle? In the speaking or in the hearing? Where did they, where was the interpretation at? They were all hearing them in their own language. But yet, if they were, if we all start, I don't know how many are here, but if we all start speaking in tongues out loud, and people came in, what would they hear? Everybody's tongue is a little different. It would seem like confusion. Yet, if they were coming in, and they were hearing it, they were all hearing in their own language. So I believe God was doing the miracle in the hearing. What was it Robert Morris was saying? When is the miracle of the giving, the multiplication? Is it, did Jesus do it? Or was it when the disciples began to give it out? So just as it was in the giving, so it is in the hearing. And we think we have to understand it. Paul says that we need to be praying in the Spirit at all times. If you don't know how to pray in the Spirit, how can you pray in the Spirit at all times? Now there's praying in English and there's praying in the Spirit. Very clearly states it in 1 Corinthians. There's both. So I pray in the understanding. I pray in the spirit also. When I'm praying in the spirit, it's talking about praying in tongues. It's not praying under the anointing. That's different. It's praying in the spirit. Praying in tongues. And if God is saying that you need to be praying in the spirit at all times, that's the word of God. He who hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man 
who built his house upon the rock. But if you hear these sayings and don't do them, you're going to be like a foolish man. Well, I asked for it one time. It didn't happen. No, you keep asking. You keep seeking. You keep praying. If you want it, God will give it to you. But if you don't want it, you just want to say, well, I asked, but it didn't come. You really didn't want it. If you want all that God has for you, you're going to seek him. You're going to be knocking on his door until you get what you want. I know these kids that are here. I see Tyrone back there. When they were little, daddy, daddy. They don't give up until they get what they want. Am I right? Huh? That's what Jesus said we should do. Keep seeking. Keep asking. Keep knocking until he opens. This is what God's been laying on my heart. And I know some of you don't agree with what I'm saying, but that's okay. I'm going to tell you anyway. Because when I asked for it, when I said, God, I want all the gifts, but I don't want tongues, he said, then you don't want the Holy Spirit. You don't tell God what you want and what you don't want. This isn't a smorgasbord. This is the real thing. And when you get the real thing, real things begin to happen. Miracles begin to happen. Because God knows that he can use you. But if you want to tell God what to do and how to do it, it isn't going to work. So I just want to challenge you this morning. I don't know who I'm talking to. Or maybe I'm just wasting your time. But I know that I know. I just want to get this one, one more scripture here. John, Mark chapter 1. It says, John, verse 6, John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt about his, around his waist. And his diet was locusts and wild honey. And he was preaching and saying, After me, one is coming who is mightier than I. I am not fit to stoop down and untie the thongs of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he, Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. You can't get it unless he gives it to you. You've got to seek him. You've got to knock. You've got to be willing to receive because he has all good things for his children. Let's pray.